Buenos dias, and welcome to the Risk Report. My name is Alejandro Efraín Román Aquino Carvalho Ponte Gil Maldonado Quile, and I am your host. <laughs> Just fucking around on this Friday morning, but if you guys didn't really know, that is my real accent. I like to talk like this for real. My name is Don Alejandro Efraín Román Aquino <laughs> And for those of you that don't know, that's my real fucking name. It's on my social security. All right. Today's episode is going to be about Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill, baby. Hey, girl. Trying to Netflix and chill. Trying to Netflix and chill. Fuck up my couch. Um. Netflix and chill, baby. I'm going to go over all the shit that I've been watching on Netflix. I don't know. Pretty much since Netflix has come out and my recommendations for what people should totally watch. Um, I might even give you a little brief little spoiler because I'm a piece of shit like that. And I love fucking spoilers, man. I absolutely love spoilers. Um, I don't know why. I know a lot of people fucking hate uh, getting their show or movie spoiled, but spoil me up, baby. Spoil me up. I'm that rotten meat, baby. Spoil me up. Smoking a J on this fine morning, sipping some coffee. Just woke up, 8.30 in the morning, son. 8.30 in the morning. <coughs> so I'm definitely going to be a little bit off. All right, you hear that sound. Now what are you going to pick? <coughs> Pulling up that Netflix, baby. What was I watching last night? Last night I was watching, um, what was I watching before I went to sleep? Oh, I watched the uh, the Bad Boy Billionaires of India. That's right. Bad Boy Billionaires of India. And these motherfuckers, bro, I'm about to move to India. I'm about to move to India because at least from the first two episodes that I watched, both got billion dollar loans over like a 10, a decade, basically, you know, these two different people. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the rest of the other episodes is going to be similar where these big billionaire, <clears throat> I don't know, um, what do they call them? Uh, uh, industrialists, right? But we had the second episode was about a jeweler, this Indian jeweler. What was his name? Uh, uh, Nirav Madi. Nirav Madi. Nirav Madi was the second episode. But the first episode, which was fucking crazy, was Vijay Malia from Kingfisher Airlines. Vijay, Vijay Malia, and Vijay, <laughs> Vijay fucking. Um, he comes from a father who's a brewer, owned a brewery, and I guess in India, it's really fucking bad. It's like weed over here, where it's like the states can kind of, you know, decide if, if it's decriminalized or, or medical or whatever, but federally, it's not, you know, and that's how India is with, with liquor. And so, you know, I always thought fucking Indians love liquor. Every fucking Patel I met growing up had a goddamn liquor store. You know, but that kind of explains why, you know, it's illegal over there. 
And so, but anyways, uh, so he had, you know, he was born into a family of brewery and then he started his own through the brewery, which is UB or something like that. Uh, he started, um, Kingfisher beers and he sold it as a lifestyle. So this had to be like eighties. This, you know, this guy, his dad passes away. He's a 28 year old man and he has to fill the role of being that boss of, of this like brewing empire that this father had left him. <clears throat> and so he starts, uh, Kingfisher beers and Kingfisher sodas or whatever, you know, just mad Kingfishers. And he promoted his as a lifestyle, as a brand. And what I saw was like, damn, this guy was fucking 40 years ahead of his time. The way he's just like selling a lifestyle, selling a brand, not necessarily the, the, the beer itself. Right. So he had to find creative ways to, to go about, you know, becoming such a tycoon because in India it was illegal to really sell beer on a federal level. So it was kind of a war. And then he gets into these airlines and then that's kind of when the, when the trouble starts. And, um, you know, the dude just like, when you have a ton of money like that, you just buying everything. Um, what really got him in trouble was he didn't fucking pay his people. You know, he got to a point where like he was just so it looks like there's something going on in India where they have this, you know, this this state bank or like the, the people's bank, basically. There's the private banks and then there's the people's banks. Well, in the people's banks, you could get loans way easier, right? It's more for the common folk that can't really afford things. You could get loans extended easier. Um, but so can big fucking millionaire companies. <clears throat> they can go to those banks and they could show them, I don't know, any any sort of statements they want, it seemed like, and, and get large, large loans, hundreds of millions of dollars every couple of years. So, you know, you start to add that up between a, a decade, you end up having a fucking billion dollar loan that you have to pay out. And so that's when they got into hot water, both of these guys. So I'm excited to see that one. That one's been out for a fucking while, um, at least a year. And I just never watched it. So definitely interesting. I love uh, I love crime documentaries. I love crime movies. Um, you know, something about being a boss, being about CEOs and, uh, you know, running empires and shit like that. It's just, I don't know. That stuff's always interested me, whether it's the outlaw sense or whether it's, you know, actual business sense. I mean, it's all very similar. Um So that's a good one. You should check out Bad Boy Billionaires India. (laughs) That is a good one. What else do I like? Oh, I I started watching this one. I ran through it. I ran through a fucking two seasons of it in like a couple, in like two days or something. And it was uh, Blown Away. Blown Away is this glass show, competitive glass making show, right? Let's see, Blown Away. And, uh, man, these people crush it. I, I would just, what I would do is I would skip through, um, the process of them making it and shit, the 20, 30 minutes of them making it. Cause it was just them. Like it was, you know, every time someone would break something or whatever. So I would just skip, I would watch the start where they give you the, the, <clears throat> what is it? The fucking project of what you got to do. And then I would just fast forward to the end where these contestants would, you know, have their pieces and their sculptures up. And it was fucking, it was a good show. If you like art, 
Um, if you are an artist, you're probably, and you went to school for art, you're probably familiar with like this type of uh, critiquing and that type of shit. So I really like that show. It was a good show. And there's some really talented people on it. Blown Away is a Canadian reality glass blowing competition TV series that premiered on the Canadian channel and then released on Netflix. So Netflix is like, Netflix is like that VJ Malia baby fucking buying everybody. That's what VJ Malia did on that Bad Boys Billionaire. He was kept getting these fucking hundred million dollar loans and he made his airline, bought these like 30 fucking airplanes for God. Millions and millions of dollars, hundred million dollars, three hundred million dollar deal, I think it was. And uh, and then he just ended up buying more. He bought somebody's airline. He said, "You know what? This is my competitor. I'm buying them, and I'm buying a fucking Formula One racing team, <laughs> and I'm buying a fucking cricket team." It's just like you know, those guys they bite off a little too much more than you can chew. Like, how are you supposed to run seventeen? You know huge huge businesses um so anyways yeah go check out fucking blown away uh what else have i been watching i started watching that disenchantment show with my with my girl and if you like futurama and you like uh fucking family guy and bob's burgers and all that shit you're gonna love disenchantment that was a good one um you know, that was something I would put on to go to sleep or whatever. I'd just put it on pass out. But when we started watching, it was, you know, they got some good humor. Um, How about this? How about we go over my top all-time, top Netflix all-time shows that I really fuck with and movies? Um, Number one, number one. The Peaky Fucking Blinders, mate. Oi, it's the Peaky Fucking Blinders, mate. And if you don't like it, you can fuck off, right? Arthur. I just love that fucking show. Peaky Blinders, such a classic gangster feel. You know, it's got elements of The Godfather with Tommy as as the head of that head of that family. Um I just love it. Love the time period, love the suits, love that everybody's fucking smoking. Smoking ciggies everywhere. Um like I said, I just love that crime shit, man. I'm a fucking I love that gangster shit, son. Clean cut gangster shit. Businessman like, you know? So definitely Peaky Blinders. You know, fantastic cast. Uh, it's a show anybody will like. Even women will like that shit. You know, what woman doesn't want to fucking see Cillian Murphy, you know, with his fucking chiseled jaw gunning somebody down? <laughs> He's a fucking G in that movie, or in that in that show. So they need to come out with that, that next fucking season I've been waiting on. So top all time, I'm going to have to say it's Peaky Blinders. Um, definitely got to watch Narcos and watch Narcos Mexico. That one I haven't watched, the second one. That one I need to watch. Um, but Narcos was, of course, fantastic. Oh, here's a good one. Rise of the Ottoman Empire. That was fucking dope. I also like, not only do I really like, uh, 
do I really like gangster, you know, period, time periods. Um, I also really like the, the period pieces of, you know, the, wouldn't say necessarily ancient Greeks. We did see the, uh, what was it, Troy. We saw that one, but we saw uh, Rise of Ottoman Empire is just incredible, dude. That's such a good fucking show. It's a documentary drama where they would have like people kind of talk in between it. And so they give you the, the historical, you know, accurate things of what was going on at the time, what, you know, what this man might have been thinking. And, um, and yeah, it's just a great fucking story, man. I mean, something about like, if you look, uh, a lot of these people got this shit in common, man. Where it's like this guy, you know, he's, uh, his father's what, the, the Ottoman king, uh, rule in the Ottoman dynasty. He, he's born into it. And then he's got to, at an early age, become the fucking man. He's got to take over. And so his quest, he kept having fucking visions of uh, taking Constantinople, which Constantinople was uh, owned by the Romans at the time for hundreds of years. And so, uh, yeah, he just kept having this fucking vision. And then you, you know, you see how strategic um, he was with his military. So he was just, there was, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but yeah, it's just fucking dope. Great action scenes, great, uh, military strategy, you know, type of theme to it. And, uh, it was just really well done. So that's a great fucking show. Um, another good one like that is, uh, yeah, Troy was pretty good, but you gotta watch. Uh, is this one's a movie? The King. The King is such a good one. That one came out uh, last year, and it's with what's his name, Timothy Chalamet or some shit like that, right? Yeah, another a historical drama. Uh, young Henry V encounters deceit. Wait, I gotta reread it. Young Henry V encounters deceit, war, and treachery after becoming king of England in the 15th century in the aftermath of his brother's death. So, you know, similar thing. Henry, King Henry V, his father fucking fell ill, died. And King Henry, Prince Henry at the time, he was a fucking drunk. He didn't want to have anything to do with the that kind of life. His brother was the one who was more into that, and his brother died in battle trying to prove himself, you know. And so there he is, you know, his brother now, Henry now has to step up and run a fucking, run a goddamn kingdom and be at war with France. And he ended up being one of the, I remember looking it up, he ended up, King Henry V was one of the best, uh, what do they call him? War kings, warrior kings. He was one of the greatest warrior kings to have ever lived. Uh, I mean, the dude just fucked it up. And that dude, Timothy Chalamet, I mean, I feel like he's going to be the next uh, Johnny Depp for some reason. Or like a Leo. Or like a Leonardo DiCaprio. So he's great to watch. <clears throat> What's another thing? I've Oh, The Last Kingdom. Well, this one's not on Netflix. Vikings. Vikings got me into watching The Last Kingdom, and then I stuck it out with The Last Kingdom because it was similar themes, right? Just different times, kind of. And so, yeah. 
Ukritiv. Ukritiv. Has anyone seen that one? Uh, the Last Kingdom. The Last Kingdom. What's his name? His name's Alex, I think. Alexander, I think. N- not in the show. The, uh-oh, his name. The actor's name is Alexander Draymond. And he plays Utrid of Utrid of son of Utrid of Bebenthe. <laughs> and yeah, I fucking love that shit, man. This one's really gory. Um, you know, just another one of those time periods. Like, you imagine fucking living out in those times, dude? It would have been fucking horrible. Um, so yeah, I like to watch that that Last Kingdom, all that type of shit. Uh, I do like to watch a lot of documentaries. And one documentary that I'm for sure going to recommend is going to be The Untold History of America. And that's written and narrated by Oliver Stone, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. Yeah, The Untold History of the United States. I apologize. Untold History of the United States and the World as it is. Uh, It's a couple episodes, maybe 12 episodes, I think. And it's uh, written and created by Oliver Stone, and it's fantastic, man. I mean, that's it. It shows you the the paths that America and its leaders were taking, basically from the First World War and so forth. It just kind of set this chain of events that have, um, you know, really positioned the the United States into what it is today and how we operate and how our leaders operate, you know, and, um, it's definitely a must, must see, you know, you have to kind of understand what the fuck America has done, you know, to just kind of, you, you need to see the both sides of the coin. And I'm not saying we don't live in the greatest country on earth and that we don't have the greatest freedoms ever, you know, a human could possibly have in this time. But, you know, America's done some seedy shit and <clears throat> maybe a lot of thing a lot of the things that I've watched too on, on the Netflix and all that is uh is about power and this is no different. You know, America has done a lot of things for its power and control of resources. Especially coming into the First World War and the Second War, and then from there on, it was just constant wars. So it's a great one, Oliver Stone, and he sounds great. He's uh, just such a smart dude. He's the one. Oliver Stone made Scarface. You know what I mean? He fucking made Scarface. So you should def just that alone. You should definitely. Unbelievable. <clears throat> he also made uh, what? What else did he made? It was his Apocalypse Now. I think it was. I think that was a uh, maybe about the the war in Vietnam. And he was a he was in the fucking war in Vietnam. Um, Oliver Stone was. And so he's just a, a really good historian. Really does his research, and he fucking lived it. You know. He's a cool dude. He's got a podcast with Joe Rogan. He was interviewed by Joe Rogan. That was a good one to watch. All right, let's see. Uh, New shit that has come out um, this week, that Hotel Cecil. God damn. 
I was, you know, I talked to you guys before on the uh, on the a couple episodes ago on the podcast where it was like, I don't like the serial killer shit. I don't like this, you know, the the yeah, that serial killer type shit. The people die in documentaries. Um, but this uh, Cecil Hotel, man, it's like that place is totally haunted. Or you know, there's definitely some fucking weird vibes in that place. It's centered in uh, Skid Row, right? It's this hotel that has been there for probably 100 years. Um, and it's so run down looking and they've tried everything, you know, to, it's still going. Look, it's got three fucking stars on Google. Um, and just a lot of crazy shit has happened out of there. And when you look at it and you research it, it's like the black, starting with the Black Dahlia, that crazy murder. Um, there's just a lot of murders, suicides, and deaths in and around the hotel. <clears throat> so you know that place has got a weird vibe. And so the whole uh, the whole documentary is on Netflix about Elisa Lamb and in the Hotel Cecil and how she disappeared and, and they found her in a fucking uh, water tank. So bananas, absolutely bananas. And it's like kind of a head scratcher. Where even at the end, you're kind of like, you know, what's going on? So that's a, that's a pretty dark one, but a fun watch. Um, what else? It's new. Oh, the fucking, <laughs> this one's a lot lighter. I'll tell you what, I cried like a little bitch. It was um, the My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> my Octopus Teacher, <laughs> let me tell you something about these fucking white people, dude. White people, you guys are just crazy. You guys will just fucking swim up to sharks and try and grab its fin and just be like, yeah, fucking hang on. You know, that's black people, Hispanic people, we ain't doing that shit, dude. It's just fucking crazy white people. So there's this fucking white South African, <laughs> and he's uh, he's a photographer. What was he? He was a photographer, uh, uh, filmer, videographer, right? And what he would do to decompress after work and, and after draining himself from work, I guess he like drained himself from work for a couple years, working nonstop, he started diving out in the fucking kelp forest in uh south africa dude on the coast of south africa where fucking great white sharks and shit roam in a kelp forest like that's just like a, a forest underwater basically it's just mad fucking greens you know what do you call that mad kelp and mad seaweed in front of you and you can't see so this fucking crazy white dude he would go he would go uh swim through this fucking kelp forest and um every day every day for hours no tank nothing bro he's free diving 20 feet down holding his breath for two fucking three minutes five minutes i don't know guy's crazy right and uh i'd be shitting bricks dude there's fucking sea lions popping their heads out there's you know you're seeing mad shit dude and uh, so anyways, this guy meets a fucking octopus 
and uh, he starts studying and filming this octopus and he starts noticing that the octopus is like, you know, being less and less scared of him and, and kind of opening up to him. And he just has he fucking bonds with this octopus, dude. And uh, at the time, you know, when I watched it, I, I had to put my cat down. And, um, you know, I miss him very much. And he was a great, great little friend to have around. And just, um, you know, I love him. So I had to put my cat down because he had cancer. He had fucking tumors in his throat. And, um, you know, there was really no options other than the chemo. And the chemo was going to cost at least two grand a week. And so it was just really... There was just no option. So I had to put him down. And that was a really tough, probably the toughest day of my life. You know, if not one of the toughest for sure. And uh, so so that had just kind of just happened. And so I watched <laughs> me and my girl go watch this fucking octopus teacher, you know, and I'm laughing through most of it. Like, dude, this guy's a fucking animal uh, swimming out here. Now he's just hanging out with this fucking octopus 360 days out of the year okay given five days to his family <laughs> or four days to his family whatever um <laughs> so this guy man and then you know they don't live long dude these octopus they don't live long it's like one of the small ones they live like a year two years or something so this guy had a solid year of watching this octopus grow go he saw it get attacked and he saw it leave babies behind and, and then and then it died and he was super bummed when it died. I think he saw it like kinda I think he saw it get eaten or something like that. I forget. <laughs> you know, but it's just such a dude, you're out in the wild, you know what I mean? Like it's not this fairy tale. It could be, you know, but it's also like serious shit happens out there, you know, it's survival. And their lifespans are different. And so this guy got super connected to this octopus. And so at the end, I cried like a little bitch. I think I teared up like a little bitch because it was like the way he was talking about it and you see him tearing up about it and shit. You know, it's like you you make this connection with, you know, your pet, your animal or any animal or whatever. Some, you know, just a life force, man. It's life, you know. And so you have an understanding, an emotional understanding. And so... uh yeah, that was a tough one. And then at the end, you get to see that she had babies and that the babies are swimming with his son, you know, which is fucking nuts. So the what's it called? My Octopus Teacher watched that shit. Um, another good one we watched was The Queen's Gambit. That was a good one. That was good acting by this girl. What's she on? She And she's been on a couple other things. What did I just hear on recently? I think some superhero movie too. Uh, what's her name? And Anya Taylor-Joy. So Anya Taylor-Joy plays this fucking girl in the Queen's Gambit. Um, oh, she's uh, Florida-born. She's from Miami. Look at that. Miami, Florida. Uh, so the so the lead actress is from Miami, Florida. Um, she's two years younger. She's got to be – so she's 24, and she's an Argentinian-British actress. And she does a great job. Um, and it's like this, basically the greatest chess player in the world. And you just kind of see how like a person like that thinks. And so I'm like, you know, 
So that was a good one. Nice little period piece as well. Cobra Kai. You got to watch fucking Cobra Kai. It's cheesy. You know, everybody knows. Everyone fucking knows it's cheesy. But it's a fun watch. You got to watch it. If you watch The Karate Kid when you were a fucking kid, just watch Cobra Kai. It's tight, man. I mean, it's cool that you get to see uh, what's-his-face, the blonde dude, uh, and his side of the story. You know, it was like he wasn't trying to be an asshole. LaRusso came over and he fucking took my girl, bro. (laughs) Started banging my girl. How could I not kick him in the face? So you get to see that, and that's that's pretty cool. But it can get cheesy at times. But it's a fun, quick watch. So I recommend Cobra Kai. <coughs> oh, what's another thing we watched? Uh, the Haunting. What's it? The, <coughs> the Haunting at Hill House is a good one. The Haunting of Bly Manor sucked ass. So definitely watch The Haunting of Hill House. That one was a lot better and, and a lot scarier. See the haunting pill house. Yeah, that was a good one. It's got a full five star rating. Eight point six. Uh, so flashing between past and present, a fraction family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. Yeah, that one was just way more fleshed out. Yeah, that one was uh, way way more fleshed out. But The Haunting of Bly Manor sucked ass. So definitely watch the first one, The Haunting of Hill House. And The Haunting of Bly Manor was just not as good. You know, it was more, I don't know. Just, it just was boring, you know. It was it was dull. Uh, what else? A couple honorable mentions. Let's say uh, the animated stuff on Netflix. I love watching uh, BoJack Horseman. Yeah, BoJack Horseman is, uh, it's a funny show, man. What is it? Will Arnett and, um, you know, self-loathing humor, good-fashioned self-loathing. And um, it's just a cool look into, into Hollywood. I love that type of humor where it's like they're making fun of, you know, through, through the imagery and stuff, they're making fun of that Hollywood. Literally, they're making fun of it, too, with their jokes and everything, but also with, like, how they pick the animals and, and everything that kind of goes with it. It's fucking hilarious. So, BoJack Horseman, for sure. Watch that. Big Mouth is absolutely insane. That one, that one I haven't watched too much of it, but it, it just can get so crazy and, and hypersexual. And it's weird because it's, like, these little, you know, drawings of these, like, teens going through puberty. But nevertheless, you know, that, that one's fucking funny. It's it's Nick Kroll. And, um, yeah, that guy's hilarious, man. So he does all the voices in there, too. The hormone monster, man. Fuck. <coughs> what a great concept. That hormone monster. <coughs> what else? F is for family. Yeah. Shout out Bill Burr. Bill Burr, F is for Family. That's a great fucking show to watch, too. And what else? I don't really watch too much animated stuff on there. Um, oh, <coughs> God, I'm dying. 
there's this one called uh, Myths and Monsters. And that's also kind of like a docu-series type thing where it's, um, you know, each episode they go into different myths from over time. You know, Greek myths, Norse, Norse Celtic, Celtic myths. Um, yeah, ancient myths, right? Hindu shit. And they have animated, you know, animation while they kind of explain the symbolism and all that shit in those shows. So that's a cool one. God, what else? What other animated stuff is there on uh, Netflix? I don't know. I think I had some shit written in there. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. Bojack Horseman. I don't think I've watched too much animated shit on there. Just a lot of gangster stuff. Oh, The Outsider, man. Shout out to The Outsider. That's a movie uh, with Jared Leto. And Jared Leto is, after the Second World War, I believe, he gets stuck in Japan. And getting stuck in Japan, he, uh, he like, kind of starts, what was it? He saved, in he was imprisoned. That's what it was. He was imprisoned after the war. So he was a prisoner of war in Japan. And in prison... He meets a, a dude whose family runs the Yakuza. And um, Jared Leto saves his life because the guy's like, I'm going to stab myself. You know, try and keep me from not dying. I'm trying to get out of here. If I get, if I stab myself, they'll put me in the hospital and I'll, it'll be easier to get out. And so he fucking helps him out. He saves him. <clears throat> Keeps him alive long enough. To get him out of there and then get him stitched up. And uh, and then for that, he repays him by pretty much taking him taking him into the family. And towards the end of it, uh, Jared Leto just ends up running the whole Yakuza. So that's a fucking cool one. Um, I just love shit like that. I love those types of movies. Uh, what else? What else does fucking Netflix have? <clears throat> do they have the Godfathers and all that? I think they do. I mean, if it's 2021 and you guys haven't seen the fucking Godfather, then shame on you. But I'm pretty sure Netflix has the Godfather movies. And they also got Chappelle's show now, so definitely watch Chappelle's show. My girl's not into Chappelle's show. Godzilla, they got Godzilla. I don't watch that shit though. Oh, they got Goodfellas, The Departed. Oh my god. Oh, Fear City. Fear City, that's a good one. That's a documentary. Um Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. You get to see what that nineteen seventies that that pretty much nineteen seventies, that eighties when they started enacting the Rico acts and stuff. To take down the mafia, that's when the mafia started losing its power. But before that, it was like the mafia controlled everything. The mafia controlled construction and building and mad fucking businesses on top of that, gas stations. I mean, you name it, they controlled it. And so that's a great fucking documentary. You should watch that. Look, they got Gran Torino. Oh, God. They just got such good shit on here. The Patriot. 
I mean, the Patriots, amazing. Mel Gibson. And, and Heath Ledger. Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger, man. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Shot Collar. Okay. Shot Collar is the guy from, what's the guy's name? He's in fucking um, Game of Thrones. He's the guy who was banging his sister. <laughs> what's his fucking name? Nicolaj Coster Waldo. Well, he's a fucking businessman who they go out, him and his girl go out to dinner, him and his wife with another couple, and they have a couple drinks, and he ends up getting into a crash on the way home and, and kills the guy. And he ends up going to prison, and in prison, he, in order to survive, becomes a fucking gangster. And when he gets out of prison, he's a fucking gangster. And he's got to do these things because if not, the people that he owed for keeping him alive and making him stronger are going to kill his family, I think is what it was. It was something like that. And, um, yeah, he just became a gangster after prison. So that's a good one. <coughs> um, yeah. That's pretty much it, I think. Just a ton of good shit to watch. Netflix is fucking crushing it. Definitely got a lot of gangster stuff. I was mistaken. They don't have The Godfather, but they do have Goodfellas. So definitely watch Goodfellas. Definitely watch The Departed. Yeah. The Irishman is good. It was just, you know, you're seeing these old-ass men being gangsters so you're seeing like old old gangsters in there towards the end so it's not as exciting it's more of you know it's more of that mind you know that mind war so all right anything else i got to mention honorable mention <laughs> little nikki Little Nicky. They got Little Nicky and Super Bad. So definitely watch those if you want a good fucking laugh. All right. The Wrist Report. Fucking around. Giving you uh, my Netflix playlist and what you should watch. Enjoy. Peace. <laughs>